homelessness and helplessness. The government gives them the drugs, builds bigger prisons, passes a three-strike law, and then wants us to sing God bless America. No, no, no. Not God bless America. God damn America. That's in the Bible for killing innocent people. God damn America for treating our citizens as less than human. God damn America. All right. Uh, hello. Welcome to the show, everyone. Um, you might notice the sound quality is a little odd this week because my computer just updated itself and fucking exploded everywhere into a ball of not working anymore. And uh, my $400 interface is now uh, on the fritz because of uh, very important Windows 10 updates. Um, so, in lieu of uh, our very, very uh, much planned episode expose rundown on uh, Dennis Rodman's Descent into Madness, um, we're going to do something different this week. That'll be out uh, later. But uh, I have a friend I wanted to talk to about his experience with uh, the J20 protests and the afterwards trials um i'm jake flores as always i've got with me peter stoller hello and yes. christian valencia hey what's up valencio with an a at the end hey valencia, valencia. okay cool it sounds like a car dealership come to valencia toyota okay. <laughs> valencio um that's not a name at all okay uh <laughs> um salino so and barnes okay so uh, I guess, like, to give a little background information for anyone listening who might be unfamiliar, tell me a little bit about what J20 is. I know what J20 is because J20 was my 30th birthday. Interesting. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, you got a terrible birthday present. Oh, sorry. yeah. <laughs> Worst day of my life. Okay, so January 20th was when Donald Trump was elected, you know, as president. Unfortunately, not that I like anyone else, but whatever. All right, so whatever. So Disrupt J20 was the protests that were planned for the inauguration. It was a large coalition of different groups doing different things throughout the city. Um, in the morning, there was blockades at checkpoints where people were trying to get in to see the inauguration, um, consisting of like different blocks. It was like trade union block, feminist block, um, doing different things at the checkpoints. And then at um, 9 a.m., there was the black block, anti-capitalist, anti-fascist, anti-fascist block. Um, about 500 people showed up, um, protest Trump and protest capitalism, you know, shit happened, whatever, and it ended with the police kettling around 200 people and arresting everyone, um, charging people with a felony rioting, which was then expanded in the superseding indictment where they put additional felonies, like, what was it, like five counts of property damage each, um, engaging in a riot, inciting a riot. And conspiracy. And conspiracy to riot. Ah, uh, conspiracy. Yes. Good old-fashioned conspiracy. It's a conspiracy. I like that they think that, uh, like, you know, Antifa guys were, like, conspiring against that mailbox you knocked over. Exactly. <laughs> there was a yeah. fucking and room. if you know anything about the organizing <laughs> that led up to the, it'd be anything but, like, well, it's not organized. Yeah. Like, There's a black and white like photo of, like, a Starbucks uh, window and, like, yarn and shit. Yeah. It's like, we're going to get the window. Yeah. Like, <laughs> no, that was, it. that was their theory, was that in the organizing meeting, supposedly, they th- were saying 
that there was a pre-planned conspiracy to riot and that it was like super structured in one of my court appearances they said that I was a field marshal and a general who specifically you gave sir, out orders are a to field break field marshal windows. and a general that's what they said to me Commander Valencia yeah in the Spanish Civil War yeah. they charge you with so, being an officer and a gentleman yes <laughs> <laughs> or a gentleman and a scholar yeah, no they, they said that there were people called from different parts of the country that were given the job specifically to like give orders to the rest of the people in the group who then somehow I guess just knew what to break right you, know, you get a conspiracy of 500 people and they're all on the same page that's that's pretty impressive but it's not true the, the, so like, like the, the crazy thing about this the the, the so the, they've been doing this for they've been doing this since like seattle 99 fucking bush and the anti-globalization stuff they've been kettling protesters specifically like black blocks and stuff. what's unprecedented about this thing is that they charge every single person they arrested with six count six felonies yeah which yeah Putting all together is like seventy-five years in prison. It's just ridiculous. Right. For just being at a protest wearing black. Yeah, and that was so. like day one, also of like yeah. Trump's it it kind of like set the so tone right. of like, oh shit, Trump means business. He's gonna Trump's gonna like be a fucking Nazi. Yeah, well, that's, <laughs> what, that's what the U.S. Marshals said when they were holding me in federal custody. They were talking about you know Trump and whatever, and then they're like, looks like this law, law and order shit's really working out, right? The law so, and order shit? Law and order, yeah. Law, yeah, yeah the, that's what Trump campaigned on, was yeah. oh, law and order. Right. So. I thought you were talking about the... You know like the they, show, law and order. Well, they were going <laughs> to do an, uh, an episode about Trump, about the whole grab-by-the-pussy thing of yeah. law and order SVU. How'd they even work? Uh, <laughs> well, I don't know, because they... You know, law and order, like, uh, will make a fake character that's very yeah. obviously the person With from the yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, But they didn't air it because he got elected. <laughs> would it, wouldn't it be more? Yeah, I think you should you fucking elect. Of course, uh, yeah, <laughs> they're not good. Was, I remember NYPD Blue had an Antifa episode. Uh, where, fucking yeah. Law and Order did too. Yeah. We, we did an episode on it on the behind the paywall. Isn't it like, they they like cast him as like a patriot, like he's fighting for his country. You know, yeah. <laughs> the fascists stole my country, and I'm fighting for American values. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, the 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 Law and Order episode was really bad because, um, like, it starts with like a Tommy Loren type, and uh, you know, there's like both alt right people and Antifa like in the crowd at this protest, and then she gets raped, and it's like, it, was it the alt-right guy stalking her or was it this guy white guy with dreadlocks as a barista and the end of the episode <laughs> is just like ice tea basically like closing curtains and saying like well we'll never know you know <laughs> guess everyone is bad all the time now and there's no answer to anything there was violence on many sides yeah. many many and sides good, we had a lot of fun tonight there's good people on both sides <laughs> yeah yeah i mean that's pretty much what the moral yeah. of the episode because yeah because that happens every time there's like an antifa event like people get raped apparently so that was a good that was, somehow that was a good thing to have an episode about to show like yeah, you know, like this oh, alt-right versus anti-fascist stuff that's going on. Yeah, it certainly yeah, you know, wasn't money-grubbing and uh, opportunistic yeah. and showing your ass that you're just not aware of this age-old thing. Yeah. You know, and they're essentially like capitalizing on like all the scandalousness of it. You know, that's like that's like thing that the the right wing likes to do. Yeah, you know. Well, the twisting of the story and the spin is something that that's really interesting to me, just as a writer, but uh, you know, as a like in a journalistic sense with stuff like J twenty. Yeah, you know, they get away with finding you with fucking conspiracy and yeah. six felons and calling you a, a fucking super soldier uh, <laughs> colonel or whatever the fuck <laughs> they called you. Um, that you just told me that uh, yeah. uh, because, like, they're able to sell a narrative. And they, I, I talked about this a lot with my whole Homeland Security thing. 
but like there's this you see this all the time it happened with Sestafas it happens with ICE whenever they need to justify an authoritarian state they allude to a spooky boogeyman yeah, of yeah. just like you know this organized terrifying the thing there's that yeah. thing out there and we are the lot we need this line to protect us yeah and like we're the line that protects us from the order and the crazy the bad thing that's over there on the other side. The other. There's always an other. You know, they have to otherize. That's all the whole thing. The yeah. invading forces, yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, so, what happened to you at J20 uh, oh, after that? Well, like, while I was in custody? Yeah. Yeah, well, so, you know, they arrested me, whatever. Um, and the, th- the thing was that they brought us to three different places. First, the police precinct. Then they brought us like, actual jail. Actual jail cell. And in the morning, they brought us to the courthouse, and we were in the custody of the U.S. Marshals. So, what I remember happening... But you are me, a marshal. I'm a marshal. Yeah, that's yeah, why I, don't, like, I don't get it. An anarchist marshal, not, not a U.S. marshal. Yeah, well, I'm a U.S. anarchist marshal. <laughs> You're anarcho-American. <laughs> yeah, so, the, what I remember Officer Valencio. <laughs> Sorry, go I wish I would have gotten my name wrong, because actually that's one of the things you can use to, to throw out the, the arrest, or um, if the... What I was hoping, what I was hoping, was that my arresting officer's name was not written on the board, because apparently, if your AO is not on the board, they don't write their name down. You can like throw out the arrest and throw out the case. Interesting. That's what I was hoping when I was in jail. But so what happened? What I remember happening to me the most is probably the worst thing was when they asked me if I had any allergies or injuries or like health conditions, and I remember thinking at the time like, should I really tell like the swine like about my health, you know, issues, because, like, they're not on my side, but, you know, I, I guess I foolishly decided to do it anyway, I'm like, the only thing I have is asthma, and I ended up um, getting locked in a van for, like, two hours or so, with the heat on, with only me in there, and... After you told them about the asthma? After I told them I had asthma, yeah, so... So do you think they, it was deliberate? I think it was deliberate, because they had us in the van, they took everyone out in, like, a pretty orderly fashion, and they left me in there to be the last person in the van for, like, two hours in the heat. And so, like, I started complaining, and there was cops right outside the van that could hear, but, you know, they didn't do anything. And, um, yeah, after that, they finally brought me to um, the precinct cell. And at one point, like, we were all bored, and we were like, okay, let's play werewolf. And I guess they saw it on the cameras or whatever, because then they came in... And they're like, all oh, right, this is not what you're supposed to be doing in jail. What Get are you supposed here. to be doing in jail? <laughs> you're supposed to be miserable and yeah. reflect on what you've done to society. Yeah. So they put us into different cells. They broke us up. What, what is werewolf? Oh. It's like a road trip game or something? Um, I, no, I don't think, yeah, you, can, pretty you, mo- I don't think you can play on a road trip. You can play it on a road trip. If you modify it, maybe. <laughs> it's, it's like basically like... It's like so... There's like a group of you're a group of villagers and then like someone's it's like a kid it's like a game the family plays with the kids yeah, like yeah, yeah. you know you're a group of villagers and then someone's a werewolf and then like the werewolf like you take turn you go to sleep every night or whatever like you go everyone closes their eyes and then like someone the werewolf kills someone every night and then unless like, someone blocks it there's like yeah. different you got f- the game yeah. the, the the goal of the game is the villagers got to figure out who the werewolf is yeah, yeah. it's like yeah no, it's like I a totally. family it's like a road yeah. trip like mafia or whatever there's yeah, like, yeah, it's yeah, very yeah, similar yeah. to mafia, mafia. Yeah, yeah it's the yeah. same thing really okay. Okay. we were really bad at playing werewolf and hood for justice right yeah we were it was very good. <laughs> oh my god um, but yeah so that's what i remember happening to me the most and then like just the fact that they really didn't feed us or give us water the whole time right. i probably got like one sandwich and a few cookies the whole time I was behind bars. Mm. 
And the only time they gave us water is when we were finally at the U.S. Marshals. At that stage, and they right, finally right. gave us. Not mind you, this is after like the tear gas and the concussion. So like everyone's covered in pepper spray the whole time. They're yeah, like sitting yeah. in these hot vans, like handcuffed, ankle cuffed too, in these vans of just like just covered with pepper yeah. spray, hot vans, and you know it was like the middle of January, so you think it's like, hey, maybe some nice relief. It was like, no, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. It was like at that point, I was like, yo, give me some snow. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Yeah, and you know. What was also funny for me was the U.S. Marshals asking us if we work for George Soros. Like, <laughs> Dude, the funny thing about these people is that, like, you, we, the cops believe this stuff. Yeah, the cops are, the cops are like, alt-right. They believe, they follow the, we'll get into that later, but, like. Yeah, they believe in, like, that, that guy who got, um, you know, taken away for, like, six months, the story about him, the Guardian over Facebook posts, was yeah. arrested after... A police officer listened to an Alex Jones episode, like about him or something, yeah. and then went and found him. Alex I fucking Jones. Um, when I talked to the co- the DHS, I was like, "Why aren't you fucking with him?" And they were like, "You know, they just kind of blew it off." But the more I think about this, it's like because they fucking listened listen to Alex, to Alex Jones. Jones. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They they believe this shit. That's yeah. what's kind of crazy about this. Like, well, well, the DHS believe that rise and resist and RCP. So somehow are the same things as Antifa. You, red hot chili peppers? No. I'm just kidding. They should be locked up. Communist Party, Bob of Akian's people. It's, mm-hmm. a, it's a communist party that worships this white guy from the 70s. Yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> so red hot chili peppers. It might as well be, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, the DHS. There is a conspiracy theory primary cir- primarily circulated by Alex Jones that that was the same thing as Antifa, because they don't really know what they're talking about. You know, that's right. Everything is Antifa, everything's communist, whatever. So they said that they were going to launch a civil war on November 4th against America. <laughs> and it's ridiculous, because if you actually looked at the actual RCP event page, or rather Refuse Fascism, which is a front group for the RCP, they said that they were calling for mounting peaceful protests to topple the Trump-Pence regime. Right. It was kind of ridiculous on its face, but, like, they weren't even calling for, like, any sort of violent insurrection. And then, like, Rise and Resist is not going to be doing stuff like that. Yeah. So the DHS believed that, and they took it seriously. So they were actually monitoring these groups in the lead-up to November 4th to actually see how they could, like, stop this civil insurrection well, they have a good so, track record, in my opinion, of understanding, uh, you know, things like that, and when they're uh, serious or reading and understanding well, they, they what you're saying. This time. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I'm being sarcastic. Um, yeah, I know, if I know. all by, by the way, if anyone from Homeland Security is listening, I thought you were serious about the. <laughs> Giving people, or- you're the field marshal. You're the commander, right? Giving people orders. If anyone from Homeland Security is listening, that was called sarcasm. Yeah, uh, I meant the opposite of what I was saying. Oh, great! Now you're gonna get another visit next week. <laughs> like, Can you explain <laughs> this? You know, some satire. You were talking novel. to ex-terrorists. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I got all my charges dropped with prejudice, so. I so guess yeah, I'm just an well, ex-marshal or whatever now. So yeah, <laughs> I, went, I failed. I got arrested, so they fired me from the anarcho-military. So, so yeah, uh, we went down to DC. Christian went down for in, uh, like so last month, beginning of la- or end of last month, beginning of this month, we went down to DC. You know, I was just there for support, kind of just see what's going on. Um, 
and it was uh, it was basically preparation for Christian's trial. Yeah. So what was ongoing at the time was the second trial. So the first trial was in December of last year, and everyone got acquitted. Uh, so then this was, like, the next trial. And, like, the first trial, it was, like, a journalist, two nurses, and, like, just two guys, just two black block guys just being black blocky, you know? So, like, they didn't break anything. There was no accusation. So that's what they got off. Well, the second trial was, uh, all alleged breakers. Like, people who, like, broke shit or whatever. Allegedly. Allegedly. Or breakdancing. Breakdancing. Right. Uh, yeah. And, like, yeah. I'm just breakers, there, too. Allegedly. I'm just there, and they're just, like, showing, there's, like, show, they're, like, showing, like, video footage. And it just shows, like... You know, like, a lot of, like, this, le- a lot of people on the left and, like, activist shit and all this stuff, like, everyone wants to talk about, like, how, like, horrible, like, like the government is, like, it's a c- all controlling, like, the elites are running everything. As but people don't realize that these people are human and they're fucking, st- like, they make mistakes and they're stupid. It's, like, just seeing how bullshit the prosecution, like, they didn't get any witnesses. All they had was a police, police testimony and video footage. Didn't have any witnesses. They didn't do any, like, fingerprint testing on the weapons or yeah, the cameras. And, and or the phones. Like, the they, pho- they, they didn't even use... They, so that was another big thing. They, 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 they confiscated all the phones, laptops, media devices of every, anyone who was arrested. Yeah. They actually managed to crack a few and they didn't use anything from any of them. Yeah, they didn't use... They were trying to, like, use people's text messages to be like, oh, y'all meet at Logan Circle. You knew it was a conspiracy. <laughs> Oh, you meant they managed to crack into the yeah, phones. Yeah, yeah. So they got people's yeah, messages. Yeah, that was, that was shit, the best they didn't thing. They use any of them. I thought you meant yeah. they got white girl wasted and they dropped the phones. <laughs> <laughs> well, they actually did. I mean, it just showed they were incompetent. They, yeah, the only thing they so used were like silly like, messages. The MPD yeah. was really incompetent in this prosecution. They saw had a bunch of nudes and shit. Had, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's here. Like, you, imagine using that again. There's <laughs> this uh, big blown up picture of yeah, someone's no, dick so, in like, court. They're using, footage like, of, like, they're using footage of the alleged breakers, and they say, like, this one, they're, they're pointing at this one defendant who's, who's brown, they're not white, you know, mm-hmm. and they're looking at the video footage, and it shows, like, oh, here's defendant so and so. Like, throwing the trash can and dragging it and throwing it at the Starbucks. And, like, the whole time I'm looking at the footage, I was like, that's a white guy. You can see that's a white. That's not the defendant. (laughs) So, misidentification, you know, like. You can see here in the middle of the dick pic. That is purely uh, an olive complexion. And, like, this is another thing about. At one point, they fought. At one point, they fought trash can Starbucks guy was me. Yeah. And then they fixed it by editing the picture and the evidence to say not Valencia. Yeah. (laughs) So, a lot of stuff. A lot of the. A lot of, like, uh, there's been, like, a whole, like, supporter narrative that's kind of been weird about this, is that the whole way that, like, there's been a, a need to, like, overcompensate, to be like, oh, this was a peaceful protest, and, like, they're infringing on people's rights. It's like, come on, we were there, and, like, come on, there's not a peaceful protest. Like, people, there's a, it was a, I would say it was a riot. There's the beginnings of a riot. Yeah, I would say it was, it a, it was a tumultuous sure. protest. Yeah. People were smashing shit and breaking shit. Oh, yeah, That's I saw that uh, limo lit yeah, on fire. Yeah, the limo guy. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, let's, let's not, like, fucking, like, mince words. Well, what I like, hated was a supportive narrative where sometimes people went so far as to be like, oh, nobody broke anything. Or, like, it was all oh, we don't know who it was. It was the <laughs> yeah, police. Yeah. Or it was yeah, the yeah, yeah. alt-right or whatever. It's like, I no, think it's like, do you realize, like, these things have happened throughout history. Right. It's actually been a very important part of, like, a, any driving force for change. There's yeah. There's no such thing as, like, Oh, sit-ins and hunger strikes did everything. That's that's you know that's a lie. That's a myth. So like, if you're really about oh, we have to resist Trump. It's like, what do you think resist means? Yeah, exactly. No, I wholeheartedly agree because I think um, you're really shooting yourself in the foot if you don't start the argument where it starts and you know justify having a fucking riot because there's this they use it against us all the time. Like this thing of like you know, well, this isn't civil uh, protest. 
Well, what is civil protest and what is would it actually do? Is policing? Fucking throwing right. grenades at people? Yeah. <laughs> and it, it, at some point, you know? if they draw a little, you know, they put orange cones down and, you know, you're allowed to protest inside of these cones, well, then are, are you protesting? Exactly. Yeah. It's a parade at that point. Yeah. And it's like, my thing is that this, what makes me sort of upset about the whole thing is the narratives around it, is that this event, you could have still used it to promote the ideas of why the event was held while still trying to help the defendants, you know? It's like, not for nothing, you can point out for, like, you can point out how the state broke their own laws. There's even, like, police guidelines on how to deal with so-called violent demonstrations, and the police broke all those. So, like, I want to say, hey, look, why should these people be in charge when they can't even follow their own mm -hmm. laws? That was all brought up in court. Yeah, it was all brought up in court. The court everything the MPD was, did was illegal. Like, yeah. they can't, there's actually, like, laws in D.C. against mass arresting, against using chemical weapons and all that type of shit. Yeah, like, and, and they broke every single one. Yeah, that's the thing, is that, like, yeah. why so much crying about what's essentially broken glass on the floor, right? Mm -hmm. When the state, who's the ones upset about the broken glass on the floor, can't even follow their own rules. Right. So you're telling people follow the law, and they can't even follow the law? You know, one of the best things, if you watch some of the J20 videos, there was, like, a guy who grabbed Lauren Southern's mic, and she's like, oh, this is the worst form of protest, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, we have a president who doesn't follow the law, why should we? You yeah, know? I think that right. sums it up. That's kind of sums up the whole day. Exactly, like. exactly. And it's like nobody hurt or injured anybody. Me, it was the police who injured bystanders. For me, like, after the election, I was really drawn by this thing of like the be become ungovernable type of mentality. It was like that makes sense. It's like we're ungovernable. Like fuck this guy. We're not gonna fucking obey him. So that's kind of where I thought we were coming from, you know. But then like, where, where are we at? A year and a half later. I don't know. Everything seems kind of normalized at this yeah. point. <laughs> like, yeah. We'll normalize it and it's back to normal. Yeah. We didn't normalize anything that we should have so, been doing. So, yeah. So, because of this, because of how... Because of, like, of all the faux pas and whatnot, the, the, the trial was acquitted. There was a big... What was it? There was this... Uh, a, a big key to, like, destroying the case and uh, was... Oh, the, 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 use of, the use of... Uh, the Project Veritas video. Yeah, Project Veritas. So... This was the hint, this was like their key their flaming gun piece of evidence on the whole conspiracy charge uh -huh. was that they had an undercover cop in the planning meetings. Plus, they got video from this right wing group by uh, this guy James O'Keefe from the, this group he has called Project Veritas. So oh yeah, yeah. they're <laughs> famous for like they made a name for themselves back in like 2009, 2010 with the the acorn stuff. Actually, they're pretty much, like, responsible for, like, Acorn's demise. So yeah, they also did the Planned Parenthood they videos. They did the Planned Parenthood yeah, yeah. They're, all, they're famous for, like, being undercover and, like, videotaping liberals and leftists. Right, no, they got, yeah. uh, uh, they got you know, something big happened with them, like, last year. Yeah, with the Washington Post. Right, yeah, they tried yeah, to yeah. do, like, a fake Harvey Weinstein victim. Yeah, so, yeah. What, so what happened was that they had claimed there was only a certain amount of videos that they released the prosecution as evidence... And this was well, their tell, basis. Tell them the, the video. They, they took a video of the meeting. Right. Undercover meeting. So, like, they took a video of the meeting. Of planning, planning the J20, meeting for Disrupt J20. Edited to make it seem like, oh, we're going to get all these cells <laughs> together. And then, like, when we yeah. say go, we're, everyone's going to, we're all going to destroy these targets. And right. Which was assassinate the, <laughs> which was the basis for the conspiracy charge. Yeah. What they didn't say was that there was actually, like, 59 videos that were mostly in the possession of the FBI that they lied to the court and said they didn't have. So, when the FBI was subpoenaed to release these videos, it was shown that, like, these rest of the videos actually directly contradict the claim that there was a pre-planned conspiracy to riot. Mm -hmm. And that's how Kirkhoff got hit with one Brady violation and then another, so pretty much. And the, that's why the, they yeah. dismissed a conspiracy. The, the, the Brady violations are, like, if a prosecution has evidence 
against your defendant that's that could like exculpatory evidence that could like yeah. exonerate them with the charges you, they got to present that and she withheld it so there's literally a quote from the undercover veritas guy at the meeting he's like yeah, these guys don't seem like high level. They don't know what's going yeah, on. Yeah, no, what it says, <laughs> I don't think... <laughs> it's, pretty dis- it's like a pretty disorganized yeah. thing. I don't think they know what's going on. I'm going um, yeah, to actually take a break real quick, uh, and then we'll um, we'll just start at, back up in a couple minutes. Um, okay, sure. She's going to cook something that's real loud. Um, but something I wanted to say about this, you know, it's kind of funny, like, it, if you look at how much they have to doctor information about, like, riots and, and Antifa and things like that, that very fact proves that you like didn't have the ability to just go take a picture of this thing that you believe is happening. Yeah. Like <laughs> if you had to fake that picture, then they're relying they're relying on these fucking Nazis to do their fucking undercover work for them. It's yeah, just they, like, they, depu- they deputize James O'Keefe. It's like it's like a cop giving a kid a little plastic bag and saying badge and saying, "Hey, you want to play police officer?" And like, yeah, it's like it's yeah. ridiculous. The direct quote from the video was. I don't think these IWW guys know about any of the upper echelon stuff. There is no upper echelon First thing, stuff. It still That's implies what... that they think that there's some hierarchy right. to this shit. Well, it's, it's, it's also <laughs> betrays an extreme under, like misunderstanding of anarchism and shit like that. Because exactly. it's like, no, they're a top guy. No, the whole point is that they don't have a top, top guy. guy. Well, that's <laughs> the thing. Horizontalist. The Verita, as a far-right organization, is going off the, the George Soros conspiracy shit. So what they're saying is like, oh, I don't actually think they know about the George Soros conspiracy, which doesn't exist, right? Yeah. But by their own admission, the people who are planning these things don't know about the non-existent conspiracy. So yeah. there is no conspiracy. There was none from the start, but there is not even. And this was their, their key there isn't piece. any proof by Veritas that the conspiracy. The prosecution's exists. key piece of evidence hinged on this recordings by this right wing or is this. The, 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 There's another the thing. Key piece of evidence was Jankum uh, and that it's real. <laughs> <laughs> Um, or just some other obvious myth. Um, I'm sorry, we gotta take a break real quick. We'll be right back. Ooh, one. Okay, we're back. Okay, so what was my so, last point so, about Vert? I said something before the break. Uh, we were talking, this is why I stopped. And we're actually back. All okay, right, cool. we're back, and that was a great break. Yeah, uh, so, yeah, Pember- Gregory so, Pemberton was the lead detective on There's the a lot of crazy case, characters yeah. in this case, and one of them would be Detective Gregory Pemberton. Oh, so, please tell me about the he, weird cops. He was the one that was handed the Veritas information and <laughs> fucking is pretty much responsible for why uh, the prosecutor, Jennifer Kirkhoff, was in the position that she was in. Mind so, you that he yeah. has been retweeting Project Veritas and other right-wing yeah. organizations for years. So th- th- and he talks about Black Lives Matter leftist thugs on Twitter. Yeah. So, like, so you can th- understand this how guy's this guy a fan of yeah. This guy's a fan of 4chan and, like, the, the poll aspects of the, the alt-right. Oh, yeah. He's, he's, an, alt- he's an alt-right cop. Yeah. It was, like, literally... And, like, this was the guy that was hired, paid full-time for a year and a half to work... Excuse me, to work on this case. So, like, the the top cop that they ch- the, decided to like be their like lead investigator is a f- like fucking Nazi adjacent. So, right. <laughs> so, like, as soon as the defense like pulled all this shit out, he showed all his tweets with all the fucking Nazi stuff, and like, yeah. People are mad that Roseanne had like a TV show, but this is like if she was like the chief of chief, police, chief of police. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and believed so in PizzaGate and shit. And, like, so yeah, so and like every day in court, this guy's coming in and like. There's like rumors that like there was a an affair between him and the the prosecutor. This <laughs> crazy shit. That, that was another thing. Like Kirkhoff, Kirkhoff wanted to get all these like fucking like 
She wanted to pull this anonymity shit with the police witnesses and stuff, cause, like fear of like backlash. Mind you, like a week after the fucking arrests, like all the J20 defendants were doxxed by Nazis because yep. the MPD leaked their information to the fucking Nazi groups. Right. So like, so yeah, she's like claiming all this thing, and she claims that uh, she was s- sent a note to her home that read "Come fuck me." It's not gonna be Cuba statement. It just shows how like she probably made it up. Like who gives a fuck? Like, it's ridiculous. It's like all the she's trying to paint kinda, herself as like, oh, I'm being this embattled. Yeah. This embattled. I can't imagine someone would actually send that note, but whatever. A note? Yeah. Like so, a letter or just yeah, like, a, yeah. just like a... Apparently it was like a note. Check a box, yes or no, do you like me? <laughs> Come fuck me, yes, no, maybe, yeah. After the tequila, no. <laughs> um, There's not enough tequila yeah, so, in the sorry. Yeah, so like they had this, and then uh, during the, the second trial in, in May uh, last month, uh, this cop came in wearing a shirt that read, uh, to give his testimony... He had a shirt that read, uh, police brutality, or doing what their parents should have done. And then wow. underneath that, he had a Blue Lives Matter shirt. So, it was just like, so that was uh, then... Under that, he had a shirt that said, I can't believe I ate the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, seriously. So then the, the defense had fucking... They entered that guy's shirt into evidence, and then they fucking testified about it the next day. So that guy's whole testimony was thrown... It was, like, fucking completely discredited. It was... It's like, how are you fucking up this much? It's like, dude, if you want to convince a bunch of fucking anarchists, you convince a jury a bunch of anarchists or fucking conspirators, like, for me, it just seemed like... Why shooting yourself in the foot? Yeah, it just seemed like such an easy, like, I thought, like, everyone was fucked, you know, when at first... But then, like, just seeing how incompetent the prosecutor and the cops are, it's just like... Do you know what that's... Like, this is fascism? Like, fascism (laughs) is absurd, you know? It's just like, these people... it's the exact same yeah. thing that they think about us, that we're competent. Yeah. You know, that there's, like, that there's this mechanism, uh, this this structure, and that there's a top Antifa guy that's, like, operating all this shit, and yeah, that we're Antifa also Soros, not a... Yeah. yeah, George fucking Soros, that we're not also a disorganized mess. I mean, that's the myth on, you know, kind of both sides of this. Um, and that really kind of, like, tells you something about... Um, where they're coming from. Like, I keep thinking about this because of my experience with the DHS and everything, which is that, like, essentially what I gleaned from this whole experience was a two-pronged thing. First point is that the law enforcement authoritarian police state apparatus is extremely overpowered and has a very destructive, like, capacity but at the same time is also extremely uncalibrated. So it's just this unwieldy, like, it's like a tank that's loose in your neighborhood. Like, it could kill, but it has no idea well, who to yeah, aim at or this why. This is the thing I freak out about with, with people that obsess over the NSA so much. It's like, oh my god, the NSA's tapping your... We can't have this conversation. You got your phone on. He's like, dude, so wait, the NSA's recording every single, like... 300 million people in this country. They're recording every single fucking conversation. You know how much data that is? They don't... They can't sift through that. Is there another 300 million people to, like, sift through all this? It's like, so... It's like, you have to be doing something that... 300 million counting the NSA employees. So, it's the same shit you see in the the gun debates with the mass shootings. Is that they always... It it always comes out the FBI was monitoring the guy, like, weeks before. And so, how come they didn't do anything? It was like... Because they're always monitoring some guy, you know? Yeah. They just never know who... Because the, they, they're, they're awash in information. They don't really know what the fuck they're dealing with, you know? Yeah. It, it was like the after 9-11, the whole... The, 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 like, the, the mainstream criticism, which kind of, like, everyone agreed on, was that, like... Oh, like, there was too many security agencies, and they didn't, like, con- coordinate enough. And that's what happened with 9-11. That's what 9-11 happened. 
But then, basically, in the wake of 9-11, you create the DHS and the fucking ICE, and, like, just create more and more agencies. So they didn't really solve that fucking problem. Just creating right. more and more fucking random spook agencies of, like, spooky government G-men people that just, like, do the same... <laughs> what are they fucking doing? They're just monitoring people. That's, and why, just, they, yeah. that's why they compete and that's fight right. with each other too, yeah. so much, because they're fighting over the same jobs. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's also why the, the DHS and the uh, ICE guys are so funny, because they're, like... You know, recently created yep. like, prof- well, at least the DHS is like these professional level guys, as opposed to just grunt cops. Yeah. So they have like, they have this thing that I think like like professional class people get, where their job is extremely existentially meaningless. But there's <laughs> a there's a big uh, need to like prove that that. There's a reason they're getting their paid job, that much their money. Job is yeah. ca- their job is like counter-terrorism. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing yeah. else. Their just counter-terrorism. Is- like, what, what is that? <laughs> and their, their entire job is justifying their own job, essentially. Yeah, but the reason I brought this up in, in regards to the police is because the police are extremely powerful, but at the same time, when they kick down your door, they're doing it because they heard on Joe Rogan's podcast or whatever, or Alex <laughs> Jones's, that you were up to something. And so they're also extremely uneducated and, like, organized in that they work with each other well but like not calibrated it's like accuracy but not aim or whatever the fuck that thing is the wrong information well yeah yeah, you got people in dhs with phds and fucking like civics or something (laughs) 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 yeah yeah i got my i got my phd in fucking counter-terrorism so this j20 thing is them waging this you know crazy fucking um like you know war on an imaginary you know, you group know? of of marshals yeah. and Antifa super soldiers. Basically, what I thought was that, like, the cops thought that because Trump got elected, they could do, like, fascism now. They did, oh, we can just fucking, like, crack down on protests. And then they realized, like, no, nah, they can't. Like, it's... The yeah. cops could, like There was this energy in, like, what I call, like, the president-elect period. You know, the three months leading up to the inauguration. But right, after the election, right, right. Like, she was crazy. Fucking like the Bay Area was on fire. Like people were every fucking. Day, pro- yeah. There was protests every day. Like people ousting like mainstream fucking talking heads on MSNBC, like floating the idea that like, hey, maybe the 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 electors of the electoral college could just like resist. It's crazy shit. Like oh yeah, yeah. Like, Jill Stein's yeah. recount. Yeah, all that shit. <laughs> there's, some, there's a side note with that. I saw a report on the Daily Beast about like what what happened to. Jill Stein's recount money, and she just fucking spent it on herself and her staff. <laughs> <laughs> As any politician will do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but, um, yeah, it was just, it felt in the air that there might, not like a revolution, but just like, maybe there would just be mass protests to the point where the dude just fucking steps down and Democrats take over. So it just felt really weird, you know? Yeah. Which sure. is why the anarchists went into fucking. J20 with the mentality they did because like they kind of got the green light from the Hillary crowd it's like yo we're gonna have a revolution resist that, that did not mean that so, so we did yeah yeah it doesn't yeah. mean resist but it's just like yo man if the liberals are down to get dirty so are we and like we're gonna get dirty and we got dirty and then the liberals are all like oh no not like that <laughs> right like, we oh. just want to hold liberalism signs to say, is... destroy Trump and that's it yeah. yeah or uh you know if Hillary were elected we'd be at brunch right now oh, yeah, yeah yeah that's shit like, like, no I would have gone mm. to the inauguration to protest regardless of whoever the hell got arrested yeah. uh Elected, elected, like, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, so now... We're at where we're at now where the case just fucking collapsing. So, like... So, there was... They, they arrested... Initially arrested 235 people. They dismissed, like, 150 right, in they, January. They kept 59, they, who they said were the core group of people. 
responsible uh, for the destruction or aiding the bedding. And now, what, they've dismissed, or, like, 14 of those at this point? Yeah. Who knows? Like, is Are there still people? There was eight. Yeah, there's, there's still some people. Today, there was eight. actually eight people today that yes. just got dismissed. So, like... So it's down to a few yeah. people that are still. So here, here's the including key, our friend yeah. Elizabeth, right? Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> the key is the there's a change in judges. So the, there's a weird aspect to this case where like the prosecution has been led by white women, so people that you, like Hillary type people. This sure. Is pretty much they're like basically white yuppie women, you know. But they believe in this law and order mentality. Yeah. So like, the, well, white women love law and order. Yeah, let me tell you. Yeah. yeah, they do. Yeah. I so, mean the TV show. Yeah. But also, <laughs> they do though. For a reason though, which is uh, so, you know the myth of uh, law and order being a thing. You yeah, know that so, as a function. All throughout 2017, the judge in charge of the case was uh, Jennifer K- or uh, Lynn Leibowitz. Lynn Leibowitz. She was very pro prosecution. Yeah, she so. even she, so there was one journalist on trial last year. He's just like a live streamer, like a fuckhead, just like you know. And he he was charged with being part of the conspiracy, and like Leibowitz like denied the last motion to dismiss on the basis that like that guy's fucking broadcast, his live stream was a recruiting tool yes. to get other anarchists <laughs> to come fuck shit. <laughs> like, what, dude? They think it's like this, a hive mind. Yeah, this guy's yeah. just like a, he's a hippie from like fucking San Antonio. <laughs> There's something about this like dissonance that always kind of cracks me up because like in America, in textbooks, they're not going to teach you what anarchism actually means and what the history of it is and they're not going to really teach you that much about communism or socialism that's not painted through a very specific lens so you have a lack of information in this thing that is essentially forming your like ideology and your status quo understanding and like what's normal but then you also have like you go home and watch cartoons and shit and the super villains are anarchists communist, yeah. and communists supposedly so if you never took the initiative to go read a history book that is available but isn't going to be handed to you by a teacher then you just fill the gap with this weird exactly like made up gobbledygook of like you know anarchists are like the foot clan from ninja turtles exactly. or whatever <laughs> yeah, wait, wait. and a they believe actually, yeah, yeah. a guy actually used that meme on me the other day really? like oh these are the antifa leninist anarchist blah 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 soldiers and he posts a picture of the foot clan yeah <laughs> yeah no seriously you're saying that was me yeah yeah There's just people i'd say that was my thing growing up was a popular imagination of anarchists it was like people who wear all black and like break shit like that was it you yeah. know when i'm fucking like 10 12 years old think like Looking at this shit, let's just like actually the, the Captain America comic books are, are pretty adept at that. They have a villain called Flag Smasher who's an anarchist, and he's always like no borders and like punching Captain America. Is he an ideological anarchist though, or no, is he really is? Okay, because oh, I was gonna say that's like actual anarchist. In uh, in like the, one of the new Batman video games, there's I guess anarchy. Yeah, yeah, there's yeah. A he's, anarchy. he's like an, he's like an environmentalist. The com- <laughs> no, he's a good character in the comic books. Really? In the comic books, he's a really good character. In the cartoon, they just made him into like. A sadistic villain, and also um, he was in a t- he was in I think Green Arrow. He was in the Green Arrow TV series. They completely changed his character, but in the comic books, he's actually a decent character. Oh, he actually says like things that like an actual leftist would say. But is he still a villain? He's not really a villain. He's a, he's in like that weird anti-hero crew. You yeah, know, yeah, like, oh. the anti-heroes. Yeah. you know, the good guy. <laughs> <laughs> and Batman, the only people. <laughs> Batman's whole thing with anarchy is like, oh, he has a good heart. He's fighting for a good cause, but he's misguided in his like tactics 
They're pretty much like the same thing that like Rick's so that still really bothers America me though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. that's in hand in glove with that exactly. like, concept of like you know this is too far and right. there's this superior like civil discourse right. that you well, could be exactly engaging in. Well, that's exactly the same in. thing that like a wealthy liberal would say about anarchists in real life. You know. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, like, that's why that character kind of bothered us, me. But like regular liberals be like, oh yeah, you know, we agree with like their egalitarianism and whatever, but. You can't be breaking stuff, and you know. Right, right. You know, something that's kind of funny is that, like, a lot of times these people like to uh, people just abuse the shit out of MLK's like legacy. Yeah. But a lot of times, you know, they like to point to like, you know, he, you know, learn from what Dr. King said about, uh, you know, uh, peaceful protest and all yeah. this shit. And it's like if you really like read up on MLK. Yeah. He wasn't exactly peaceful, like because he thought that was morally he superior. He wanted to create confrontation. That was the whole point of yeah. being non-biased. He, he, he just like, didn't have the manpower. Exactly. To, right. So it was like an inability to actually yeah. get into direct action. This whole idea, yeah. <laughs> he has a whole thing. The riot, okay, would have fucked you up if he had the, the chance. Riots and language would <laughs> be unheard. That's a fucking MLK quote. Like, yeah. You know, he understood this shit. So yeah, I don't know. MLK is going to be the new Jesus in 600 years if the, if the shit keeps up. So it's like... Oh, yeah. Like, they're going to, like, actually... Imagine them actually, like, white... Like, he's a white guy. Like, MLK's a white guy in, like, 600 yeah. years. He's, like, actually white. He's going to look like Sammy Sosa in all the paintings. Yeah, he liberated the black people. Oh, yeah, God damn for it. sure. That's what oh, my thought is how much is this stuff going to all get stored in the future? Um. Well, I, I mean... A lot of it was distorted the next day, and it's like <laughs> yeah, it's only true. getting worse. You know, yeah. that's uh, that's the big fucking battle here. I think in a lot of ways is the um, the any normalcy that people had to thinking that they had an understanding and a thing that they could grasp onto in like media or anything is completely that idea is out the window exactly. now and. I don't know what to tell you other than listen to my podcast, uh, <laughs> listen to my friends' shows, uh, you know, follow journalists, that type of shit. read so The like, Intercept, you yeah, know. So, like, I think objectivity's dead. You know, this whole idea of, like, people trying to find, like, I just want, like, the facts, you know. It's like, that's dead, you know. Everything's stories now. You gotta construct your story. And, like, basically, if you want to be honest, you want to be good at what the hell you're doing and telling telling the news or telling whatever you decide just be honest with what your biases are and that's what it is so yeah like, if you people know where you come from they're still they're gonna listen you know it's like oh if that's your fucking perspective i know where you're coming from i was like don't try to feed me on this bullshit of like well, this still, is yeah. this is the truth this is what's really good. right you can't tell the objective <laughs> truth yeah. you can't do it just as a you know you're just gonna be downplaying certain shit and i'm trying to make it seem like your actual bias is the truth my favorite quote about that is uh Hunter Thompson said you can't be objective when it comes to Nixon um, and he obviously was a gonzo journalist who was very much leaned in the other direction and said you know you should tell a story the way you are experiencing it through your own mind because that's more honest than yeah trying to be objective or whatever um, but anyway uh, so how does this whole J20 story kind of end or you know where are we at right well, now it's not really over there's still people facing charges my hope is that they'll just realize how embarrassing this has been for them and dismiss everyone. They're also really obsessive, so I wouldn't mind if they tried to keep a few people, but, you know, my hope is that they'll just give up eventually. Um, as far as, like, where it could go, it's, I, I'm just, I'm, you know, I'm still disappointed at, like, the rhetoric. I think that in trying to help the defendants that a lot of the supporters sort of threw away why it happened in the first place. Uh, there was a lot mm -hmm. of tone-deaf, so, yeah. a lot of tone, there was a tone-deaf comment that came out of the... 
So the, the one of this one of the guys he was a, an organizer and they, they raided his house in uh, April 2017 because I thought he was like an organizer of the event. So they raided his house and then he became a defendant and then he got dismissed in the recent batch of dismissals and then he made a comment to Al Jazeera that was like, "Hope this sends a message to the prosecutors that they can now release they can now like stop prosecuting all the people of color and political prisoners." Yeah, it was like. Dude, so we're talking about, like, this is an anarchist event, you know, like, the crowd was, what would you say, like, 60, 70% white? You yeah, know? about 70. It's, it was a majority white crowd, you sure. know. It's, it's, dude, like, prosecutors interacting with this fucking sh- like, they're not treating us like... Yeah, they're not going to extrapolate this that to, the like, black, gang rape. This isn't, like, the yeah. Black Panther Party, like, marching in the streets and fucking shit up, you know? It's a bunch of fucking, like, white, a lot of them are college kids, you know? Like, it's just tone deaf, you know? It's just kind of like, no, dude, like, this is a different thing, you know? It, it, the tragedy of it, I think, is like a lot of people, especially on the left, a lot of people really like the J twenty case. I think it's just, it's like it's kind of like under it's kind of like overshadowed the the more serious like Standing Rock shit. Yeah. So like sure. Yeah. This this guy just got sentenced like what like fucking like thirty six months or some yeah. shit. Like, and even some yeah. of the Charlottesville cases, it's overshadowed overshadowed that too. Yeah. It's just like a lot of people that are facing a lot worse, you know. Or it's like this. It's like. Like, everyone wants to play the 75 years thing with J20. The realistic thing is, like, no prosecutor is ever going to level 75 years, like, the full max sentence, uh, even if they're convicted, like, of some fucking, like, white college girl from, from who went to fucking, you know, like... That almost never happens, yeah, they're they're not gonna and do it, it always like, yeah, happens like, to black majority people. Majority of the people exactly. had... Pe- yeah. the majority of people arrested have no criminal record and shit. And if they are arrested, it's for other protest shit. You know, it's not like... Well, you know, two things about that is like one, um, the the just the pure symbolism of J twenty is yeah, what's so the important. Limo. The limo is whatever. The limo is yeah. going to be in history books. Well, you know? also the first day and it being a statement and yeah. like a, us looking at the cops and going, "Oh, these people feel licensed to be Nazis now." Yeah. The actual uh, effects of it, as we can see are you know probably not nearly as bad as anything else and like uh hopefully everyone gets off and this yeah. becomes something to learn from uh, but the other thing is though uh the left has a real bad problem with the oppression olympics like yeah. you got fucked with dude <laughs> that's still a it's just, still a yeah, story talk about your own fucking story you right, know and that's yeah. why don't make this like oh we're gonna release all all the black people from prison because yeah, the J20 a, trial's got to quit. Like, that's, why what? Bad. that's why the comment's bad because it's not really like, the same situation. Like, just talk about your situation yeah. and then say, hey, look, you're on the, the same side. <laughs> exactly. And just talk most about people that are, Most people aren't in jail for fucking riot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know? Like, yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's everyday stuff that is landing them in jail and the there's most. There's another aspect. Of a lot of pe- people are going to, it's gonna, like Occupy, Black Lives Matter, like all the social movements, there's people going to make careers out of it. So there's been one defendant in particular who just got off today her name's elizabeth Legas, and she kind of <laughs> ruffled feathers with the support network because like she so like after the arrest as everyone got to get the supporters got together and created a network called defend j20 resistance which was like the official like support network i'm not an anarchist Conne- i swear connected to uh this uh legal aid group called the dclp or the the, the dead city legal posse yeah yeah district of columbia <laughs> legal posse that helped us out except they call it and dead then, city Elizabeth Legess is a defendant. She, fucking NGO background, you know, she was going to go for a PhD. Her husband, who was also arrested with her, like, runs, like, this fucking non-profit. And, uh, they created their own thing called Drop J20, and their own structure, and their own fundraising. And then they just kept doing these statements to the media, like, oh, like, 
I, like you know, I've never been arrested before in my life. Like I'm innocent. I'm completely innocent. You know, yeah, I don't they, do bad things. Yeah, you no, know? they're they're and, like, I just got off a bus and I want to join any protest I can, and I just walked into this protest and I got arrested right away before I even basically knew what was throw happening. in this whole like, yo, dude, fuck the uh, people that got fucking arrested, people that did conspiracy, people that did fucking property destruction, like fuck all you guys. So you're basically throwing all the other defendants under the bus wow. to the point where they're like. During the mass dismissals in January, she was not included in that. She was part of the 59 that were still left on. Mm. And she goes to Al Jazeera and she's like, I don't know why I'm in this group. I didn't fucking do anything. I didn't. <laughs> you know, so she just got this reputation of just being like, oh, God, dude, this is. Yeah. Wow. This girl like, is like all about like, herself. We're sort of anti capitalists, but like, like far from hardcore anarchists, yeah. you know. And the funniest, and the funniest thing wow. about this is her painting herself as this like innocent <clears throat> angel. Like, I don't fucking hurt him. She was the one leading the opposition research on fucking, like, like fucking finding all the information out about Kirkhoff and the prosecution and the cops and putting it all up on his website. And, like, everyone's just like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, you can't be doxing the fucking prosecutor. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can if you want yeah, to. Yeah, you can if you want to, but just well, don't play well, that. Don't stick play to your this, guns. Yeah, don't you know? play this fucking card. Like, you're some innocent fucking shit. Right. When you're doing this fucking dirty shit that even the fucking... The hardcore anarchists don't want to fucking. Th- it's like, dude, we're not gonna. F- <laughs> it's like, yeah. they're like, dude, we're not gonna. Go- I'm not gonna go to the fucking prosecutor's house. What the fuck is your problem? <laughs> <laughs> Stick to that shit. That's cool as hell. <laughs> Just don't turn around and then go. Well, I'm not I'm, like these yeah. people. So yeah, there's there's characters. People probably get careers out of this. You know, there might be a J20 candidate for president one day. <laughs> like, who knows? It'll. This one of the, it's like it's like Occupy all over again. That's yeah. what it felt like. It's like everyone like you meet people now and be like, oh yeah, I was at Occupy, and it's like, what the fuck does that mean? Like everyone, it seems like everyone you meet now is just like, oh, I was at Occupy. Right. It's like yeah. a legendary story. I know. Now, it's yeah. like, dude, you weren't at. It's like the woods. It's the new Woodstock. You know. <laughs> it's like, oh, I'm yeah. Well, in this world that is increasingly like uh, normal to be somewhat political, even though you don't understand what the fuck is going on, like yeah, that is now. It has social capital, yeah. Uh, you know, and there is still, like, a huge problem. I talk about this with, like, people when I talk about Antifa and just, like, protest culture in general. Like, there is uh, a thing that needs to be addressed in the, like, you know, riot tourism. <laughs> yeah. uh, it really can take the legitimacy away from certain shit. But I don't really care. Like, they were going to attack us anyway, but still, like, sometimes the guy with the white There's dreadlocks. Like a thing like, amongst anarchists that think, that, like, they just talk about, like, rioting and breaking shit as, like, the end-all be-all. It's like, it's like, yeah, we could just really, we really need to, like, create an atmosphere where we just, like, you know, liberate ourselves and, like, just smash with, you know? Because, <laughs> like, at the end of the day, it's like, dude, you're just breaking shit. It's not, <laughs> you're not, like, giving anybody food, no one's getting housing, no... You're not really creating communities. It's just a riot. I mean, it is what it, it's. Fuck, by all means, fucking destroy this shit. It's fucking great, you know. When I saw them fucking, them 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 construction diggers and Standing Rock get set on fire, it was fucking awesome, you know. Like sure, Richard Spencer gets punched. It's fucking awesome, you know. But like, it doesn't build anything. It's nothing new, you know. Well, it, yeah, I mean, it's just kind of destructive. It should be a you know a tool on some level, yeah, but not the point. Yeah, it's not the point, you know. And that's also the whole media narrative around anarchists in general, in terms of the popular idea of an anarchism. The shit that's sexy, which goes for the media, is always the violence, is always the breaking shit, you know? Yeah. Uh. But then they never do anything really with that energy that they yeah. drummed up, you know? Yeah, so the point of all that stuff is to create, like, a spectacle to drum up energy, drum up interest, and then you have to do something with the crowd that you capture, you know? <laughs> yeah, and it's, like, it's more okay, fun to come up with the first part, and exactly. then suddenly so no like, one's okay, got the second do, part. We're going to do it again. It's like, they don't. Even as an anarchist myself, my problem is that, like, what people should figure out is, like, how, how do you 
utilize all that energy you created? How do you utilize that spectacle, that show that you created to promote anarchism? How do you use it to actually enact How do you ideas? get people with different skills to come together and like use that shit to help each other? Exactly. You know what I mean? like, yeah. Well, that's there. why I'm a filthy commie. Because uh, <laughs> I believe in forming a board with 12 other people <laughs> to assess those problems. No worker state. To talk about the discussion, the agenda <laughs> item which you have to add to the discussion... Uh, we need a council to form the council. Wait, do you Please vote, sign I, my I clipboard. Say, <laughs> I was going to say, do you vote to form a committee, to form a subcommittee to do the action? Yes. Exactly. <laughs> it's a Kafkaesque nightmare. But it uh, <laughs> at least creates the illusion of having a solution to a problem. I mean, guy, you can't even get four guys to agree whether you need a producer or not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, believe me, we're doomed. Uh, that, that's why you use democratic centralism instead of consensus. Yeah, yeah. So basically, everyone, <laughs> unity of action. So, like... Y'all have democratic, everyone can say their piece and shit, but when we decide on what we decide on... do what I say. <laughs> I'm just kidding, though. I don't know what the fuck I believe anymore. I don't know and I also don't, like, what, know if there's that much of a point in going, like, I mean, hey, everyone, I'm this. My whole thing is I'm fucking marking myself off this shit and utilizing and exploit it. Oops, did I say that out loud? <laughs> oh, exploiting <laughs> activism for, like, personal gain? Oh, who doesn't oh, do that? Yeah, like, dude. Uh, let's start a terrible band. <laughs> um... Let's no, no presidents. <laughs> Let's sell that Antifa jacket. Did you see that yeah, shit? Oh yeah, two, one, yeah, no, I'm, two a, I'm an Antifa liberal, communist, Marxist, anarchist, atheistic, Muslim, Satanist. There you go. Boom. Become like, all of them. That's pretty much everything Pat Robertson hates. Huh? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> cool. Um... All right. Well, and is there the anything fascist, else? Because Antifa is a real fascist. So. I guess basically, the, <laughs> right. if you want to know the point, what was J twenty all about? What was the point? It was a signal flare. <laughs> yeah. It was just basically set the tone for the rest of the shit. You exactly. know, like it was on both point. sides. You yeah. Know, there's a starting point. Like I don't think you can understand Charlottesville without understanding J twenty. Exactly. You know, and like. Without J20, you don't really have that cascading... Like, it kind of blew me for a surprise. Like, after J20, I thought that was it. And then, like, Berkeley happened. And, like, all the other shit yeah, happened. Yeah, the Milo like, shut down. And then I just yeah. realized, I was like, oh, this was just, like, it. Like, the Antifa people came out of the shadows and just showed, like, oh, hey, we exist and we're a factor in this thing that you want to fucking... Well, I think you also made a good point really early on in this podcast, though, about uh, the, um, the... Not only, like, is there something to be gleaned from understanding, like, the the J20 protesters themselves, the Antifa and everyone, um, there's something to be gleaned from under, about understanding, like, what motivated the police on that day. Yeah, exactly. It's very easy, and it's kind of a fucking brain disease that I think a lot of liberals and even leftists have to just use things like, well, they're racist. But it's like, well, what does that mean? It's an ideological thing for them, too. There's a reason why they waited... When they kettled us, they waited until the exact minute that Trump officially took the presidency. Because it was like, okay, this is the end of the Obama era, and Obama held us back and gutted the police department and gutted our nation's defense, and we're taking it back, you know? So pretty much, like, they had wanted to do this for a long time, and they felt like they couldn't do it for whatever. It failed in the past, and like Peter said, it's like, oh, we can do faster than now, let's do it. Yeah, yeah, and that, these people that's what was motivating the police to go. It so was hard. another. It was another aspect of why I thought the the prosecution and the whole trials were so bizarre. Is that like, you literally had Kirkhoff like dealing with bullshit and just like continuing to go with it, even though she knew that she was dealing with such incompetency. That I'm feeling that like the orders came from the top. So because the way DC works, it's a federal system. So like she's the attorney general. Of the she works for the attorney general of the United States. That's what she's prosecuting under. 
I think she got the fucking go-ahead from Sessions. Yeah. You know, I yeah. think Sessions is behind it, ultimately, in terms of being like, oh, yo, no, fuck the anarchists. Like, <laughs> I remember the day right. after, Trump tweeted out, being like, oh, fuck you, professional anarchists, for ruining my... My, my big day, and stuff, yeah. You know? Yeah. Trump yeah. knows who we are. He's just, yeah. Antifa. Right. <laughs> yeah. He yeah, knows who we are. Yeah. You know, like and he's like they come with the helmets and the sticks and the everything. Right. Antifa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He sounded like a wrestling match announcer. Well, yeah, he's like sounded like what you're singing, which is the song Tequila. Cut that. Cut my voice out. Edit in Tequila. It happened. Literally, my pal Josh Androsky, when that happened, tweeted like, "Can someone edit this?" And within like ten minutes, someone sent him like the long. And then him just going, Antifa. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Something else that's kind of interesting about their ideology and, like, why they're doing what they're doing is that, like, you know, I do kind of believe, I agree with you for the most part, what you're saying of, like, oh, we can do fascism now. My thing with the fascism is, and, like, racism and all these isms is that uh, I think that they don't think what they're doing is fascism. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and no one really self-identifies as a racist yeah, and that yeah. sort of thing. Like, they have... They're just into reality, you know? Just right, what it is. exactly. Race and so realism. Yeah. There's a way of, of othering these people yeah. in a way that we don't understand them. And so, like, you know, when you look at a fucking crazy, overjacked, off-the-deep-end, you know, cop, it's like, well, he was clearly a bad guy but you can recognize the roots in these ideologies when you talk to people who think that they're normal just like you but then if you really get into it they'll go like well there is something about the profit motive and like all these like base libertarian ideas that then like bleed into that shit or whatever and that's like if you don't have a fucking ideology you won't be able to nip this shit in the bud and keep people from going off the deep end and becoming those the people that are now our fucking problems to begin with I think. Anyway, that's kind of my thing. Um, you have to fill the void with something, you know? Yeah, and I don't know what that is. <laughs> but, uh, you know, that's the reason I make this shit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and try to do what I can. Uh, this is my little brick, alright? <laughs> uh, but, yeah. Um, anyway, any closing points? Anything? Anyone? You want to plug anything? Um. Oh, yeah, so we just recorded the last episode of What Would Save the World on Radio Free Brooklyn. I heard, Today, you, I heard you're rebranding. Yeah, we're rebranding. Uh, we're going to have a new show, uh, hopefully getting off the ground next week, called uh, Hate Fuck Revolution. It's basically anarchist, Ma- it. it's, it's like Mari, but for like activists. Yeah, so we're going to find people with, like, who hate each other, either they have a personal beef or they it's have like different Mari. political views, yeah. get them on, and like <laughs> see what happens. And the t- test results are in... And you are not the capitalist. Yeah. <laughs> and to avoid litigation, we're not, unlike Jerry Springer, we're not going to be paying people a hundred bucks a pop to hit each other. <laughs> <laughs> and that'll be on Radio Free, Radio Bro- Free Radio Brooklyn. Radio Free Brooklyn. Cool. Yeah. Com. All right. Well, if you're in uh, Brooklyn, obviously check that out. Look it up online if you're elsewhere. Uh, very fun show. I've done the first iteration of it. Yeah. Um, yourself, anything? Oh, yeah. No, I'm just closing points is that you know i just hope everything gets dropped and then i hope they don't continue to prosecute people but if there are you know i would encourage people to still keep supporting don't do like they did in the first trial where like after the defendants got off a lot of people were like oh yeah now it's over you know people don't really keep up with the case there's still people facing charges yeah and also just like please guys like if this happens again like find a way to not throw people under the bus you know don't and don't use like right-wing talking points like it was agent provocateurs it's like no, whatever. Someone broke the windows, you know, but we don't know who it is, you know. You, you, you don't have to say anything. Yeah, like, absolutely. 
Um, Leave it blank. Wait until everyone gets off, and then you can say whatever. But don't like create a precedent that will just make it easier for the Democrats to come back and be like, "Hey, we're the resistance." My God, when that guy shot those cops in Dallas in 2016, I cheered for that publicly (laughs) on Twitter. Yeah, that's where the (laughs) "Thank You Dallas" chat comes from. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I look forward to the government revisiting me (laughs) in my home. Uh, (laughs) But uh, as is discussed. You're a young white anarchist, so that probably won't happen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I can say that shit. Yeah. I mean, that's literally, like, the kind of statement that that black guy made in that story in The Guardian. Yeah. And because, you know, the law is uh, a thing we all break all the time, but this is selectively enforced. For him, he got thrown in fucking jail for six months. And um, we could probably get away with, you know, <laughs> fucking around. He'll break that story. Really? Yeah, he wrote. He writes for Foreign Policy magazine. He wrote the feature on that guy. Cool. He did a whole interview. Anyway, yeah, that's just my shit. Rad. All right, well, that's okay. been basically the show for this week. Um, thanks to my guests, Peter Solar and Christian Valencia. Um, if you're a listener and uh, you want more content, um, I just want to do kind of a quick little spiel. Uh, we got a little pop recently. I did the majority report and I did Chapo, and we're making money. Um, we're still in the hole because I spent a fucking ton of money on it. Machine that just broke that I used to record this, but um, but we're going to put out two episodes a week from now on. One will be free, and one will be behind the paywall. So if you go to patreon.com slash poddamnamerica, um, there will be a lot more bells and whistles there, but basically the main mechanism will be a $5 subscription thing where you then get access to the, the secret other half feed. The, so what you'll do is sort of copy and paste that rss feed into your podcast app of choice and then every week after the regular episode comes out some point later in the week the other episode will come out and hopefully if you know we can get this thing off the ground and get enough people supporting we can make way more of this we can make better shit uh luckily i've been able recently to talk to some very big names about coming on and shit and um yeah so get on board and help us out so we can all quit working at you know uh, the Pizzagate restaurant, etc. <laughs> um, oh shit! How do you find out my like alter ego? <laughs> I literally work at a restaurant that gets Pizzagate death threats. It's not even the restaurant. Yeah, exactly. There's just people that just think all pizza restaurants now are Pizzagate. Pizza yeah. yeah every, every yeah yeah because if you have pizza, thing, you got pitos. Cheese pizza. The word cheese. The sentence cheese pizza was like. A code word for pedophilia. It's, so, yeah, it's because yeah. uh, CP is the yeah, child yeah. predator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little child porn, child like porn, on four chan yeah. and shit. That's oh, the God. abbreviation for. <laughs> it's fucking crazy, so, yeah, but it's also like. Uh, Jesus fucking Christ. It's like someone went to a diner and they were like, uh, "Over easy, on the fly, put some smack on it," and blah, and they were like, "What does this mean? <laughs> what does this mean?" <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, anyway, that's the show. Thanks for coming on. Uh, thanks for listening. And um, I'm going to fix these fucking microphones tonight, and then we'll have more and more content and just tons of content. But, uh, yeah, sign up for that Patreon. I just dropped the the, the secret Patreon episode yesterday, or today, rather, and uh, we did a fucking hot, hot app on Ralph Nader and my friend Andrew's insane knowledge of it, or of him. Uh, all right. Thanks, guys. Bye. <laughs>